Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Do you remember like a year and some change ago when we were like, people don't know when we talk about the movie. We need to cut out the intro. And then that lasted for like all of four seconds because we realized that uh, the podcast has no flow without some sort of intro. (laughs) It's just like going. I mean, there was a time where we just didn't do intros, period. And we just started straight at the movie. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like there was no intro. We just started at the movie. And people, I mean, like it's a smack in the face. It's it's like it's like going to your first hour in high school and then just being like, all right, where did we leave off yesterday? And you're like, whoa, dude, I'm still waking up, man. Let's uh, let's grade some homework or something. The teacher that would start the test like directly at 735 or whatever. And you're like, guys, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we take like not review e- questions or not even talk a about hello, our weekend? <laughs> not a how are you? Like, like this is going to be a long test, so you need to get started immediately. And you're like, uh, <laughs> Have we thought about not- you get to choose? By the way, you create the test. Just make it shorter. You know, when you get to like the forty-five, fifty question mark, you as a creator can choose to stop. Yeah, dude. Like when people are like, you know, you can make the podcast longer or shorter, or you can watch whatever movie you want. So why are you watching bad movies? I'm like, for content. But you know who shouldn't be doing stuff for the content? Teachers. <laughs> Why are you guys stressing I mean, out your students for the content? <laughs> um, I was just thinking about that today, and I'm like, man, I understand that we needed to do that to like. <laughs> it was one of those things where fondness makes the heart go stronger, and you know, when we didn't have the intros, and I was editing the show, and I'm like, wow, this got boring real fast. Like we got like we went to business. We we stopped having fun and we're like, "All right, time for our 25 minutes of obligated conversation about movies." And I'm like, well, "That's just boring now." I like I, yeah. I much prefer this vibe. Yeah. And I think um this is a good warm-up for what most of the podcast is like. Cuz yeah, I think now a- the podcast is an improv podcast where we talk about a movie. For part of it and before like when we first started it was a movie podcast where we do improv at the end so yeah. us talking is the podcast it, we we set the tone for what we're vibing for the whole day um yeah. and so if we come at you with a hostile energy for the intro it, buckle in there were a few intros where i'm like i think we kind of who i think we kind of hit our 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 lethal quota for the day i think we need to dial it back a little bit uh, i mean i i'm sure there were podcasts where we cut out a chunk and we're like hey maybe we shouldn't be doing that but i think now it's dialed in we know what we're doing most of the time we got to figure it out. Yeah, there's only one or two intros that i just like fully cut because they were boring or bad um so i'm i'm content with that ratio um let's talk about a movie sure um, talk about the movie we are in our summertime sadness window we are watching sad movies during the summertime to make watching sad movies easier hey guess what it is mm, the sun's not helping let's put it that way because i think we kind of like let the sun 
uh, overclock itself. We had three days in a row that were the hottest temperatures ever recorded. The humidity is outside. off the charts. I, If I step outside, I turn into a human bath. And so I want to say... On paper, great concept. In practice, nature is actively working against us. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, I wish also, I kind of wish we would have done this on a sunny month where it's not hot. Yeah, like or, May or September. Yeah. Also, I need to start watching these movies like in the morning where I have a day to recover, <laughs> not at night where it's dark out. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to bed now <laughs> i just remember that can backfire though because i remember when we watched the father earlier this year i watched yep. it at like eight in the morning and then went to work at 10 a.m and i'm like so this is just my whole day huh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah thankfully when i watched the father i'm like i got nothing going on for the rest of the day so like i can't i just don't want to be around people because especially like anytime <laughs> i have to like it changes my world view. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's freaking take a moment. I didn't know that was so it's like I unlocking a new fear. That's not something I thought I had to worry about, but I guess I guess I need to. <laughs> when you walk out of a movie a different person, you kinda need to like sit with that information for a while and not just like, All right, time to put the kids to bed. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm just really glad I have a family and that everyone's still alive. Um, it's brutal, I'm, dude. I have all my faculties. We're good. Yeah, it's freaking rough. Even like this movie that we're going to talk about, I'm like, okay, okay, she's young. My family's still around. Everyone's good. It was it was rough. So this week, we watched Grave of the Fireflies. Um this is like our, this is kind of our two for one. Um, it's our animated sad movie. It's also like our grief sad movie. So that's your content warning. Good luck. If you don't want to hear us talk about this movie, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code, 28 minutes. So I'm going to be honest. I did not mean to maybe dupe you in the way that I, you might have felt duped when you I was like, listen, movie. bro, of course Craig picked this movie. We haven't because, watched an anime this year. And I'm like, he's freaking trying to get me. And so we, I knew it was an anime movie, but I did not know it was specifically Studio Ghibli. We did a Studio Ghibli month on Small and Tall, so I had no interest of like sneaking one in here just for the sake of like Dude, when Studio Ghibli, went, Ghibli on the, movie, went on the screen, I paused it and I'm like, uh, I hope you know this is going to be super freaking artsy. Yeah. <laughs> and Studio just like crams emotion into the movies. Yes. Um this is a Studio Ghibli flick, but it's not done by the same guy that does all the other Ghibli movies. Um, when you think of like Ghibli movies, you think of like Spirited Away, My Neighbor Totoro, etc. Yep. That's mm -hmm. all Hayao Miyazaki is that guy's name. He writes and directs most of those movies. Um, this is a different guy. Um, his name is uh, Iseo Takahata. Um, oh, and he's that's what I thought. Yeah, uh-huh. You know how you were you just couldn't come up with that name. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he's done some other stuff like Only Yesterday that I think had a young Daisy Ridley in it. Um 
But for the most part, he is not the beacon of Studio Ghibli like uh, Hayao Miyazaki is. Um, and the only reason I bring that up is because um, you can tell. <laughs> uh, you can tell. Um, because Miyazaki movies are usually like lighthearted and bubbly. And while they can have intense themes about them, um, it, things usually end good. Um, n- not this one. Not this one. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Yep. At no point, and they try to encourage you, where well, there's parts like good, better parts of the movie. This whole point, I'm like, it never gets better. You just get used to how bad it is. Yes. So to break this down real fast, um, this is a movie about two children who live in Japan during World War II. They live in a village that gets firebombed and they have to relocate and they have to live with their aunt. Um, During this bombing run, their mother dies and the older brother is trying to like not tell his younger sister this um, because he doesn't think that she'll be able to handle the grief. So um, the movie is about these two kids who, you know, have effectively lost their family and are living with strangers, try to like reaccommodate to like, living with living with strangers during wartime when there's rations and work to be done and um how that affects them and their grieving process and what it basically how they were surviving through that time period um and this movie just kind of like throws you into the thick of it it starts with this intro sequence that's like, like you said, vague and artsy. And you're like, okay, whatever. And then the next scene is their mother dying in a firebomb raid. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Also, I knew this movie set the tone when you saw her. I'm like, geez, bro, not cool. Yes. <laughs> like, it's not cool. Like, borderline disrespectful. So you, yeah, like, like, like you said, like you see the body, you know, it's barely alive. Yeah. Barely alive, wrapped in bandages. Like you see the burn scars through like whatever openings were around the mouth and eyes. Um, But what was even worse than that was after the mom dies, you see a shot of the body on a stretcher, like, covered in maggots and bugs and i'm like that's awful to look at like this is maybe this is definitely top five maybe top one just difficult movies to watch that we've seen on the podcast i would say that one in particular just that shot top five most disturbing shots like as a picture it was rough bro yeah Uh Uh-huh. I think this movie accomplishes everything it wants to do. Um, At no point do I feel like the movie is, like, pandering or um, not doing what it wants effectively. There's definitely one of the larger second act slumps that I've seen in a while. Just because this movie doesn't pull punches and it hits you over and over again, that when the movie stops hitting you, you're like... I guess I don't know what to expect that. Like, yeah. it, wh- what are we doing now? We're watching these kids live and be happy, play together. What's going on? I don't trust this. This m- whole movie was me just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yes. I'm like, it's bad. 
Let me wait for it to get worse. Oh, it's pretty bad now. It's probably going to get worse. Because every time something bad happens, it's not bad enough to feel like a finale. You know, you know, like you said, the other shoe is going to drop, but like along the way, they scatter a few socks and shoelaces along the way. Yeah, dude, it's hard to watch. Uh, just like the thing is, this is this is the bad part. I got used to it. And the yes. in-betweens for me, it's this movie is like it's artsy in the way like it's about like enjoying life in between tragedies like and like what it takes to like survive and finding happiness in that and seeing that from a perspective of a kid who had to grow up too fast and then an actual child who's living through it that being said half of this movie was really boring for me sure yeah um so there's the part that was boring for me is twofold um when the kids move into their aunt's house um the aunt is like super accepting and like obviously i'll help you guys you guys are family what you lost is like terrible effectively like a you know willing to take them in as one of their own but very quickly that attitude changes and she becomes i'm gonna say it kind of a bitch and dude she's just like the whole time it's happening i'm like did you forget we're at war like why are you so mean like, he is 14 years old. And I understand that in war times, you kind of have to be a little lenient in terms of, like, age of labor. Um, But, yikes. But, like you said, eventually, you kind of get used to it. And you're like, oh, great. Here's the ant being a problem again. And- yeah, like, and the thing is, she, it was, she was so bad, I couldn't relate. Like, it didn't feel real. I'm like, oh, you're just never a good person. And the fact that like nobody was standing up for these kids, like the the lodger or her daughter, like no one was like, hey, these are children was frustrating to watch in the people around her. Um, And then the second part, eventually the kids kind of get fed up with this behavior and they decide to permanently live in the air raid shelter. And after they get moved in and kind of like figure out the day-to-day life, there's a good 20 minutes that's kind of not servicing a lot of the movie. Um, It's a lot of like watching them trade resources for food and watching them realize they have to start stealing food and the consequences of that. Um, So those were the two parts where I'm like, again, you get used to it and the movie stops like taking you to new heights. Right. Because the the worst thing that can happen happens early. We got people are getting murdered. So you're like, well, that's that's pretty much as bad as it gets. So the only thing that can happen is more people die. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's tough to watch these kids get like pushed around i guess nobody's taking mercy on them yes and there are some farmers along the way that's like hey you know this has to be a fair trade i have to get something out of this too but like i'm willing to help you out so it it's that there are some people along the way that that help them but more often than not it's just watching like members of the public just like just eviscerate these kids in a way that like is just rough all around um yeah i think this movie does a really good job of 
like you said, that that kid who has to grow up too fast and watching this older brother like learn how to calm down his sister and um watching a teenager take care of a kid is always such like an interesting trope to me because there's an instance in this movie that is commonplace in most movies that follow this where the kid gets sick or hurt or something happens to the kid that is outside of the control and power of the teenager that is parenting them. And so um, in this movie, she gets sick, diarrhea, malnourished. And so they go to a doctor and the doctor says, you just need to feed her. She'll be fine. And the teenager is like, this doesn't help. This is still outside of my control. And kind of watching that, like watching that weight fall back on the shoulders of that teenager is a very interesting character moment where you just like watching this teenager realize that like, I don't have enough power to like, help my sibling and having them come to that realization is in this movie specifically another one of those things that's like just tough to watch yeah dude i think another thing about this movie i mean because you're just watching him grow up you're watching him not just be helpless wanting to contribute um there's a lot of scenes where it's no dialogue or light dialogue music and you can then this movie just goes for cinematography Yes. Um, this happens in anime. Because when you can draw anything you want, and it costs just as much as drawing something else, you're just creating art. They take some artistic liberties and just make things beautiful. Because they can. Yeah. And for me, every time that happens, I'm like, we have stepped out of the movie and walked right into the film. And it sure. just got... And it, I feel like this movie is mostly film, which is... Not unusual for anime, but this is heavier film than I'm used to. And that always took it took me out of it. Because I'm like, dude, we had some real drama going here for a little bit. Like when he was yelling at the doctor, I'm like, this is wild. And then right after that, it's like drama. Like super cinematic, cool shots, loud music in the background, dialogue here and there. But it's mostly for like emotion, you know? Yeah. Like how are we going to recover from this? And I'm like, eventually I got numb at that point when that, that was, this is like the last act of the movie when that happens. I was just numb to the trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, listen, life sucks. And it's only a matter of time. Something bad is going to happen. And in the very beginning of the movie, like first five minutes, he goes, I'm dead. And you're like, okay. So the whole time I was just waiting to see him die. So you don't really see it. Yeah, his death is much more implied. They kind of right. do they kind of do a bucket list on us where they tell yeah. us one person's going to die and then surprise, it's the other person that you're going to get sad about. Yeah, so I yeah, it was one of those things I'm like I know something bad's going to happen. And because you told me and because the one of the worst things I've ever seen happened in the first act. Dude, I have like <laughs> I'm going to remember their mom forever. Yeah, uh-huh. So once that happens, like you just hit me over the head with a bat, a punch in the gut, not even going to feel it, bro. <laughs> not even going to feel it. So like, that's how I felt this entire movie. Every time something bad happened, I'm like, oh, that's part of the course. You're an orphans now. It's You find out his dad died. I'm like, of course, of course, nothing good is going to happen to you. Yeah, that um, was, 
that was yeah. another one of those scenes where I the last ten minutes of this movie is kind of like gut punch after gut punch after gut punch because yeah. dude, it's a boxer unloading a combo on you. <laughs> yeah, because all he's doing is trying to withdraw money so that way he can buy his sister some food, some real food. And in line, he just casually overhears that the war is over. And it makes you, that moment made me realize exactly how disconnected they've been for the last who knows how long. Because, like, hey, a war ending is one of those things that, like, everyone hears about. Like, you kind of have to go out of your way to not hear about a war ending. Um, Right. And so to find out that the kids didn't know about it until what seems to be days later, um, it was like a spectacle of its own. And then to have that followed up with, oh, by the way, your dad's ship sank probably a while ago. And to follow that up with also you brought your sister food, but not in time. It's already too late. Like, th- just like those three things in a row was like, ah, ah, ha, 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 ah. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly how I felt. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, when it was happening, when I was getting that freaking combo and I was bleeding all over the place because these guys were beating me up, I got to a point where I'm like, how much is longer? How much is longer? <laughs> like, I I think the f- my favorite part of the movie was the first act sure yeah because then you realize that like the whole point of the movie like the main setting is them living in the shelter yes which is weird because that's how i felt about blue valentine is when you realize when you realize that the biggest setting is the hotel you're like well i kind of wish it was somewhere else (laughs) i kind of wish we had other things happening but i guess we're gonna settle down in here that that kind of annoyed me. Although, albeit realistic, it makes sense for the movie. I was just like, can we can can this go somewhere? You know? Sure. I was looking up other reviews for this movie. Um, and what's wild is that twofold. One, this is the movie that apparently people are like, I I never thought an animated movie could make me cry. I'm like, are what? Are you crazy? Like, even if animation, like, isn't your disposition, like, you have to understand that, like, it's possible, right? Like, you didn't just write that off from the beginning. That's crazy. Um, Right. And then second, the fact that this is probably a lot of parents' first mistake in parenting, which was, oh, my my kid liked the other Ghibli movies. Let's throw this one on. Wrong wrong incorrect could not have made a worse choice like i don't know i think that it might have been it might be less traumatizing for your kid to watch sausage party before they watch this one i mean definitely don't watch either they're going to be traumatized (laughs) um but this one i was like holy smokes i had willow put on headphones and yeah sure i'm like i don't want you to hear anything i don't want you to watch anything um it was something else. Yeah, I uh, do not blame you. Do not blame you. Um, this movie got what I wanted from a summertime sadness movie. This did a much better job at eliciting that emotion than Blue Valentine did for me. Uh, it did not do it for me. Because like, what Blue Valentine did is it, for me, there was always dialogue. There was always action. There was a couple times when you were living in the moment. But most of the time, something was happening. A lot of this movie is living in the moment. 
appreciating the small things. And for me, appreciating the small things is not really how I want to spend my time when I'm watching a movie. Like I want, this is the time where I want to see stuff. I understand it's more realistic to appreciate the small things. We can do it sometimes, have a couple scenes, but it can't be like a third of the movie. And this movie is titled After Appreciating the Small Things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grave of the Fireflies is reference to a appreciating the small things kind of scene. So like, I, I knew this movie wasn't going to be for me. I watched the whole thing. Um, it made me feel things, but I never cried because I always, or if like, or got close to crying because I saw it coming. And um, I, for some reason, maybe I just like emotionally disconnected. I didn't, I don't know. It's not like I didn't relate with the characters. When she, the little girl dies, he's kind of okay. Like he's not, but he handles it very well. <laughs> yes. I think. What um, I think the scene that evoked more emotion was when she hugged him after the police station. Yes. Yeah. That there are, made me feel something way more than at the very end. There are lots of moments in this movie where you watch the girl, um, whose name is Setsuko, by the way, and the guy's name is Saita, yeah. in case you wanted those names, where um, Setsuko like, is just overwhelmed. And you're watching her react in the way that an eight-year-old who is overwhelmed reacts to things, where she screams and cries and hits things and resists and uh and you watch the people around her you watch Saita her brother do their best to calm her down but like it's hard to walk a kid back from that and you kind of just have to watch them go through the emotional process and you see a lot of that in this movie um are you ready for ratings Yes. I'm this going might challenge last week's biggest disparity. <laughs> okay, then I am going to go first. Um okay. I'm going 8 and a quarter. Yeah. This is going to beat last week. No way. Yeah. And I'm coming I wrote this number down the second I finished the movie. So now off our conversation you're like, "Well, I was probably going to give it like a 6 or 5 and a half." But leaving that movie I had such strong emotions of I don't want to watch that movie again. I didn't enjoy it, which, I, which you could say is the point. It was supposed to be a sad movie. But anime, for me, always hits lower. So you kind of have to, for a regular person, you have to add like three points to my scores when it comes to anime. But I'm giving it a 4.25. I think that's crazy. Be I know, simply I because know you just because, like, the way you talk about this movie, like, I, I don't know. I guess it all just but it's comes also, down Here's to, like, the thing. It's also very hard for me to go in on a movie I know you enjoy. It's so hard. Because I know <laughs> you're going to defend it. So okay. was, uh, part of me is like, why even bring it up? I told you, like, the parts I don't like, way too artsy. A third of the movie is appreciating the small things. That's not for me. Um, the parts that were supposed to be, like, super emotional, hard-hitting, I became numb to after the first act. I was anticipating bad things happening. So when it happened, I was I was like, of course, it's wartime. Of course. Um, like I said, I didn't really put myself in their shoes. It was weird because I don't know. I don't know. Just there was part of this. And when I realized the whole, the main part of the setting was taking place in the bomb shelter, I'm like, well, this slows things way down. And I just didn't hit it for me. And yeah, it's just, this movie's not for me. I would only recommend this to people who love anime. If you don't like anime or you're not sure, I wouldn't recommend this for people. Sure. 
Yeah. But yeah, I knew, dude, I knew when I said, I'm like, this is going to be bad. (laughs) We just flip-flopped from last week. Yeah, yeah. But okay, you know, it happens to the best of us. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to our improv segment. Next episode. This was a segment we did a very long time ago, and I'm not going to put the production work that I put into it the first time. Um, So the idea of it is that like we we pick like a genre of television and we speed through an entire season and we just kind of hit the high points in like 10 minutes. Sure. Do you remember last, because we did this last audience for you guys paying attention at home. We did this last time for robots when we did the movies that made us for Craig. So that's episode 123. This is 147, I think, this episode. So it's been a minute. I don't exactly know what we said last time. Did we do like a procedural? Did we do like a Friends drama? What did we do? We did a sitcom last time. I think okay. I think the inspiration was How I Met Your Mother. Okay. What do you want to do this time? I would love if we could get through like a reality show, like a Survivor Big Brother style reality show. Okay. It has to be one that I understand. I don't watch a lot of reality shows. Do you want to do? Do you want to do Survivor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just like those competition style shows. Sweet. All right. There's voting off. There's there's a whole thing. Blind sides. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I think our first episode we have to like um, look at the teams and the alliances. We need to get some. We need to get some bases covered. Okay, so let's say first episode, we're doing, like, the on-camera intros, okay? Sure. What's up, guys? I'm Tevin. I'm 31 years old, and I'm a retired personal coach. Hi, everybody. I'm Austin. I'm 46. Um, I'm a doctor, but on the show, I'm never going to say it. I'm telling everyone I'm a landscaper, so they assume I'm not making very much money. And they want me to win. Hey guys, I'm Devin. I'm 19 years old. I shouldn't even be on this show, but I'm a college student. Don't ask me what my grades are. Ayo! Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm 26. I am a model. Um, and my kind of strategy is just to get the kids got to like me and hopefully they carry me along. Hi, my name's Sylvia. I'm 31, which, you know, in reality show years means I'm 75 years old. But, hey, I'm just here to show them that, you know, cougars can work, too. Hi, I'm Justin, and uh, I'm currently unemployed. I am 23. I kind of decided to take a gap year and just just keep on going. Just going to keep on going. Don't really have a strategy, but I'm sure I can wing it and figure it out. My name's Michael. I'm 55 years old, and uh, I have two kids, an ex-wife, and uh, this is kind of my last shot um, at just kind of like society. I feel like I've been failed at every turn. Um, yeah, so I'm just kind of hoping this works out for me. Hi, I'm Mary. I am 62. Um, I'm kind of just doing this um, as a couple years before I retire. I just want to try some new experiences. Uh, I have a husband at home. Hi, baby. Um, grandkids, love them all. Uh, if I win the money, I'll probably just put them all through college, you know, retire my husband. He works really hard. Uh, that's pretty much my plan. This can't be the whole show. We have to move on to the next episode. I'm sure we could do this sure. all night. <laughs> yes. All right. Next episode. Um, someone's getting voted off and okay. this is the interview 
um, before everybody makes their vote. So everyone's kind of got to say, here's the situation at camp. Here's our weakness. Here's who we're thinking about getting rid of. Here's why you shouldn't vote me off. Um, I just really think we need to vote Mike off because he's the dad of the group. And I feel like he's like already too emotionally attached and like his body is weak and feeble and he's not going to like do very well in competitions. Yeah. I also think we should vote him off because he's been kind of bossy and I feel like our leader shouldn't, you know, boss us around. So he kind of just took the role himself and, uh, I think he's really messing up with emotions and vibes at camp. Hey, are you guys talking about me? Uh, yeah, Michael, we're all at the camp. Um, as you can see, he's like not, he's kind of hard of hearing and that makes it really hard. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, he's really hard at hearing. It makes it very difficult at challenges when we're like yelling out instructions. So I'm probably going to write his name down. Who are you guys voting for? Are you guys voting for me? All right. You have to tell me if you're voting for me. It looks like it's time to vote. Everyone, uh, we're going to take turns. You're going to go up and write someone's name down. This is who you want to go home. So we're just all writing. We're all writing Michael's name in, right? Yeah, we're totally writing Michael's name okay, down. Everybody yeah. write Michael's do, name down. Do we even need to like go through the ceremony? Can we just like do it? Uh, Hey, guys, this is Michael here. Um, We're all writing my name down. This is who yeah. we want to win. This is who gets the money, right? No, no. It's who gets voted off first. Okay, nobody write my it- name down. Okay, you would know this if you were listening. We had these conversations next to you, man. What do you say? Listen. Jeff, can you just get him off the show now, please? All right, Michael. Um, You are off the island. Please pack your bags and leave immediately. What? Leave immediately. Leave immediately. Leave identically? What are you saying? Please bring your torch. Bring your torch <laughs> i don't even know what else to do with that <laughs> okay 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 we should cut to the merge both teams blend together um and now it's individual immunity not team immunity okay hey so um, this um, can be so i'm thinking know. that we're i'm thinking we're we're spying in on two people's forming of an alliance okay so um listen i know that you're a pretty hot commodity because you just won the challenge but I want you to know I came in second place. So I think that you and I would do a good for each other if we just kind of like alternate winning challenges. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm not convinced you can win a challenge. You haven't won one this entire time. Okay, but I've come in second place for all of them, which means the only thing stopping me is you. So if you just let me win a few, then I can have both of our backs. But people know I'm going to win every time. If I give, if you win, they're going to vote me off immediately because they think I'm going to keep on winning and I just got unlucky. I'm going to continue to win. Okay, but if I win, I can play my idol for you and so that way all your votes are nullified. Listen, I know what you're doing. And to be honest, I don't blame you, okay? You're trying to save yourself. We're on a team how about I just convince no, but no one's going to vote for you. Don't wait, even hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You think I'm in this to save myself? Yes. That's exactly what I think. Oh, oh no. Uh, I just think you're hot. I'm sorry. Did I, did I not lead with that? I meant to lead with that. I'm oh. trying to earn like a sexual favor here. Oh dude, you know, this camera crews right there, right? Like you're going to yeah. be a little bit more discreet about it. And they can send me the footage. I don't understand what the problem is. Hey, you're kind of making me uncomfortable. It's, you know? Okay. Like, 
This You're is right. weird, right? I should di- I should dial it back. I should dial it back. D- do you want do you want to let me win challenges? Yeah. Um can we call a producer in here? Okay. Uh, so now we can <laughs> cut to the next scene. I think we should do that voting ceremony. Okay. Hey, so we should like vote for the creepy guy that's been hitting on everyone, right? Oh yeah. He asked me to give him my immunity. I've won this four times in a row. Like hey. we all know you guys are gunning for me, but this guy is like, we got to get him out of here before someone files a lawsuit. Everyone knows that you're supposed to give your immu- immunity away to someone that you love and care about. Maybe on your wedding night, Jeff, yeah, get no, him out of here, please. Like, do we need to, I think we need to call somebody. Uh, wait, hold on. Wait, this is, uh, do I not get a say in this or didn't we have wait. an agreement? Like when we first started, like this was not going to happen. Like crimes out here are still crimes at home. Do you think we could just vote for Michael again? That'd be funny. Remember when we all did that? We could we could just vote for Michael again. Oh, you mean in the first the first day we were out here? Yeah. We got to get him. Jeff, I feel uncomfortable right now. Like, this is very, <laughs> very bad. Can we please get him out of here? Okay. And now let's wrap this up with the final ceremony. It's the final two. The jury okay, is out. Okay, so we out. got the final ceremony. The jury's in. You're trying to convince them to vote for you, to vote for you to win. So there's only two people left. There's 10 people in the jury or 11 and you're trying to earn their votes. All right. I'm Jeff. All right. You can each say one thing as an opening um, statements. And then each of the jury members gets to ask you one question that they can kind of use to sway which way they're going to vote. So start with your opening statements. I just want to say, I think everyone played a really good game. You know, it's, it's hard being out here for months at a time. You know, it really takes a mental effect on everybody, but I just want to say that this is a really good group of people, and I feel like if I had done this with anybody else, I would have come out way worse than I did. So I have my success to thank for you guys. I have you guys to thank for my success, and um, I, I, this game wouldn't have been playable if it wasn't this group right here. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, if you guys don't pick me, I understand. Um, everybody here played a really good game. I'm thankful I made it even this far. Um, if you vote for me, I'll gladly accept it. Um, but I, I, I understand if there are other things on your mind. Okay. I just want to say he does not deserve to be here. I lied, cheated, stole. I, I mean, I was ruthless out there. Half of you guys don't even know what I do for a living. Most of you guys think I have kids. I don't. This game is called outwit, outplay, outlast. Nobody even knows my real name. That guy is here just because he befriended the other person and they gave him immunity. He doesn't even deserve to be here. Do you, I don't even think people know his name and it's not because he didn't tell us. He's just forgettable. Vote for me. I played the game. I'm, I was ruthless. I may, took risks and he did nothing. He rode coattails this entire time. Um. All right. All right. For the interest of time, I think we all know who's going to vote for who. But you can ask a question and you can ask the question. Make them good. Okay. First, I want to know, both of you, um, at any point in time, did you guys feel like maybe you were attracted to me? So. No. no? You want to take this? You can go first. No. Short answer, no. If I say yes, is that what you want to hear? Because I'll just tell you that. Sure. Yeah. 100%. I was attracted to you. Okay. All right, that's that's that was my question. Perfect. And uh, my question is, um, if you win the money, what are you gonna do with it? Um, I think 
You know, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, right now, I can think of a couple cars I want. I got into online gambling recently, so probably, you know, buy a couple cars and then uh, see if I can double or nothing. You can win money from this? I thought we were just having fun. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why he can't win. That's not okay. Everybody, we're pissed, right? We're mad at that, right? All I mean, of I... us on board, super dumb, right? Okay, good. I'm just making sure because that's wild. And he's here and not you guys. You all deserve to be here more than him. All right. <laughs> How do we vote for characters with no name? How do we vote for characters with no name? All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, Austin, 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 Devin. Austin, Austin, Austin. All right. Uh, it's pretty obvious here. Austin has won the million dollars. Whoa, yay, whoa, yay, whoa. Who's Austin in this scenario? Austin was the guy in the very beginning when he said he was going to lie and cheat and steal. He was actually a doctor, but nobody knew who he was. I wrote down everybody's names as we were, as we were talking. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's that. That's a season of television. If you didn't like that, you would hate the real Survivor. Because what we did was Survivor. Let's be clear. What we did was Survivor. (laughs) Yeah, that's the whole movie. And interesting enough, that's the best part of the whole show. (laughs) Uh, Insert a bunch of other stuff in there. You would not like it. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our middle segment. This is called Juilliard Audition. Um, This is a segment where we're going to read a script and we're going to give each other some directorial notes along the way. Um, What I'm going to show, I'm going to I'm going to send the the thing to you. Um, I will let you choose. This is different in all of our other Juilliard auditions in the sense that this one is a dialogue. Um, as you can see, probably in the preview in the message discord, um, yeah, I think, you know, where this is going. Um, I'll let you choose whoever you want to be. So this one, we're going to kind of just go straight through until like we, we find a note that needs to be hit. And like either, I think both of us can kind of attack this one from a directorial standpoint. Okay. 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 I'm cool with that. Let her go. Anakin. What have you and she been up to? Let her go. You turned her against me. You have done that yourself. You will not take her from me. Your anger and your lust for power have already done that. You have allowed this dark lord to twist your mind until now. Until now, you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. Don't lecture me, Obi-Wan. I see through the lies of the Jedi. I do not fear the dark side as you do. I have brought peace, justice, freedom, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? Don't make me kill you. I just want to say real quick, um, this seems pretty intense. Um, do you think we can maybe scooch it back a little bit and just like have more fun with it? You know? Yeah, let's let's start with uh, don't make me kill you. And we'll just like just have a put little, a little more fun. air, have a little yeah. more fun. Um, okay. Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. If you're not with me, you're my enemy. Only a Sith Lord deals in absolutes. (laughs) I will do what I must. You will try. I failed you, Anakin. I I was never able to teach you to think. (sighs) I should have known the Jedi were plotting to take over. 
from the Sith, Anakin. Chancellor Palpatine is evil. From the Jedi point of view. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. I just want to say this turned into like Valley Girl real fast. (laughs) (laughs) This turned into a conversation over brunch. Yeah. While we're sipping mimosas. I don't know what this says about us and our idea of fun. Of just like, man, I'm sure life would be a lot easier if I was a valley girl sipping mimosas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what? Let's switch it up then. Okay. Let's switch it up and let's make this very emotional. Like we're past mad. We're just like upset now. Um, Okay. Do you want to just go from I should have known the Jedi? Sure. I should have known the Jedi were plotting to take over. From the Sith. Anakin... Chancellor Palpatine is evil. From the Jedi point of view, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Well, then you are lost. This is the end for you. My master, I I wish it were otherwise. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. (laughs) You underestimate my power. Don't try it. (gasps) oh no you were the chosen one it was said that you would destroy the sith not join them it was you who would bring balance to the force not leave it in darkness i hate you you were my brother anakin i loved you (laughs) did i get real tears (laughs) real tears method acting method acting Uh, that was beautiful yeah i think so too want to knock out this next one real quick sure you might have seen it before um it's all you it's a monologue so i'll walk hey bud i'm mostly positive we've done we did this in like the first juilliard audition (laughs) which is why i sent the second one because we probably did the first one we definitely didn't do the second one. Okay. Um, I want, let's just start off clean. I want you to mimic the movie as close as you can go. Okay. I'm going to be starting on the second one. Sure. Well, hello, beautiful. You must be Harvey Squeeze and you are beautiful. Oh, you look nervous. Is it the scars? Want to know how I got them? Come here. Look at me. So I had a wife who was beautiful like you who tells me okay, I okay, worry I'm going to stop much. you. Stop you. Stop yeah. you. I think, I mean, we've all seen the Joker. Can, can I and, can I maybe interject something real quick? Sure. Um, I realized that what I was doing was a little too close to Rick Sanchez for my comfort level. <laughs> yeah. I was going to have you switch it up. I think what we need to make it like your own is put an accent in there. See, I think that this is a common directorial trait from Alex is he's like, yes. scene's not working. You're British now. Let's see if that fixes <laughs> but it. But this time, this time, I don't think this can be solved with the Brits. I don't think a lot of British people would do this. Do you know who would? A redneck. So that was going to be the second choice for the go-to <laughs> joke Alex accent. Um, so I'm glad to see that we're hitting our predictability boxes today. Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of accents I could have you do. Most of them would be racist. So Sure. Yeah. I, I'm like... It's kind of safe to play within America and then try not to offend too many groups. And as we know, rednecks can take a joke. So let's stick with that. 
<laughs> the line of redneck to weird oil prospector is incredibly thin. I'm finding out just now. It's okay. You're not going to have to do it for very long. I got another idea in mind. Okay. Hey, one day uh, they carve her face and uh, we got no money for surgeries. Uh, she can't take it. Uh, I just I just want to see her smile again. Hmm? I just wanted to let her know that uh, I don't care about the scars. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. I think it's coming off too smooth. Okay. So let's start with, uh, so I had a wife who was beautiful like you. But I want it to be obvious English was your second language. And you're like, kind of like thinking about the words. Like, how do I say this? How do I say this? Stutter a little bit. Just like, maybe you need to sound out words in your head. But like, I think it'll add depth to the character. Knowing like, oh, he's not from here. He's figuring it out. He's new to this criminal business. He's new to English. I think that all adds to it. So uh, I had a wife who was uh, beautiful, like like you, who tells me I worry too much, who tells me well, I that have was just to. Bad direction. I don't think I'm getting what I need. I think, huh, how do I do this? I want every word to be a different volume than the one you just spoke i okay. think that'll help okay okay come here look at me so i had a wife who was beautiful like you who tells me i worry too much who tells me i ought to smile more who gambles and gets in deep with the sharks hey it sounds like obama one day they carve her face and we got no money for surgeries. She can't take it. I just want to see her smile again. Okay. Okay. I love what we're doing. Let's add a little pain in there. Like you just stubbed your toe. Keep the voice. It's perfect. But I want you to grunt through the pain. Like this hurts so much, but I got to get through it. You can start where you left off. I just, I just wanted to let her know. That I don't care about the scars. <laughs> mm. So I stick a razor in my mouth and I do this to myself. And, and you know, and you know what? She can't stand the sight of me. She leaves. More pain, more pain, more pain. Mm. Now, now I see the funny side. Now I'm always smiling. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We got it. Yeah, man, if you say so. <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. All right. Now I one I always love looking at the sound waves for this bit because they are off the charts. It is. <laughs> it's like recording a different podcast. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, that's the end of our improv segment. It's Juliet Audition. We don't do it often, but it's a good one. Uh, next one we're doing is called Ben a Minute. And I'm going to list, list, and we'll take turns, list a period of time, any increment, and we have to say it's been a minute since I, and then you have to put in, did something in that increment of time, if that makes sense. It's not like okay. never have I ever, it's like, it's been this long since I did this for a week, it's been this long, or it's been a week since I did this thing. It's been a second since I did this thing. It's been a second since I did this thing. I now understand because my first suggestion was going to be the 1940s and I realized yeah. that might have thrown your game off a little bit. <laughs> right. So I'll be like 15 years 
And you have to be like, well, it's been a minute since I, whatever you did 15 years ago and haven't done since. Yeah. Okay. It's been a minute. All right. So I guess let's pick a time and the other person has to do it. Sure. Yeah. So let's start off easy. One week. One week. Um, It's been a week since I've seen my parents. <laughs> All right. Not a particularly funny answer, <laughs> no. Nope. Except for the part except where I get we it. watched freaking Grave of the Fireflies. It's been a, it's been a minute <laughs> since they saw his parents. Yeah, I guess so. Um, what about um? What about six hours? Six hours supposed to be at four o'clock. Um, man, it's been a minute since I've been addicted to the new Xbox. <laughs> okay. It, it's been a, it's been about six hours. I guess. Um, let's say an hour and third 90 minutes. 90 minutes no, right before we started minutes, recording. I mean, it's been a minute since I found a reason to stay awake. <laughs> Dude, you're I just know. so dark. I've been, so I dark. Hey, I've been going to bed earlier recently. It's had negative effects on my life just kind of in general. Because when I go to bed at 9 p.m., I don't wake up at 6 a.m. I wake up at midnight, and then I have to, like, face my consequences. Oof. Yikes, um, So, I don't know. Let's go. L- let's start making some big jumps. Let's go, let's go for a month. Oh, this is a really sad thing. Dude, it's been a minute since I rode my motorcycle. Oh, wow. It's been a minute, and I'm depressed. <laughs> it is so sad. I hate it, dude. I hate it. Um, let's go a year. It's been a minute since I've had to move apartments. Oh, okay. Hey, guess what I have to do at the end of the month? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this an upgrade? Nope. More of the same? Lateral move. Purely lateral. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> like, I have, t- this is just an inconvenience. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Um, okay, let's go five years. Twenty. Oh, dude, it's been a minute since I've hosted my own wedding. Yeah, yeah. It's freaking been a minute. Uh, Let's go seven years. It's been a minute since I drink chocolate milk out of a cardboard box. That's impossible. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what do you mean? When you say cardboard box, yeah. I forget cartons of milk at high school. We're made I out of cardboard. Amazon delivery. <laughs> Empties the box, puts chocolate milk in, tilts the box towards his face. Yeah, no, I meant like out of a carton. But I... I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you ever think, I think about this a lot. I think we've talked about high school chocolate milk on more than one occasion, simply because it's so absurd. For Because the way I think about it now, the only big thought that I still have that I haven't expressed is like, they didn't give you a lot. Like, looking back on it, it is an insignificant amount of liquid. And I just, it, it baffles me that that was, like, enough for us, I guess. But also, double milks, A, makes you look crazy, and B, is too much milk. You need one and a half. Also got expensive after a second. Yeah, dude. Um, Let's go ahead and move on. Let's, let's wrap this yeah. show up. That was our um, one hit, if you didn't like it. Good. Never going back. So free balling. Um, I'm going to start with the big thing first. I watched um, 
a movie called Past Lives, which is uh, an A24 movie, if that's a, a thing that you care about looking into. Um, it is also the directorial debut of a woman named uh, Celine Song, um, or Selene Song. Who's to say? Her, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who would know? <laughs> Anyone's um, guess. Uh, so Past Lives is one of those movies where, like, the less you know, the better. But the quick thing that I can tell you is it's checking in on two people at three points in their lives. Um, when they're 12, when they're 24, and when they're 36. Okay. And the concept is, like, reconnecting with people after you've moved on to a different life. So it's been 12 years since these people have seen each other. How do you reconnect? What does that look like? Especially in your mid twenties, like she's uh, graduating college and starting her um, graduate degree. And he's, you know, um, doing engineering stuff. So how do you reconnect when so much has changed? She's immigrated from Korea to the U S they're in different time zones. How do you make that work? Um, Jeez. and so the movie kind of explores life at different stages, looking only at those stages of life. Um, this movie is incredible. The word that I kept coming back to while watching this movie was serene. If you don't like quiet movies, you will hate this. This is the oh, quietest right. movie I've ever seen in my life. And by quiet, do you mean like I'm gonna need to turn the volume up? Or no. there's long periods of time where nothing is happening or nothing is making noise. That one. Oh jeez, um, bro. <laughs> however, the direction in this movie is incredibly strong. The dialogue in this movie is incredibly strong. The movie starts with the one-liner of like, when you give something up, you gain something too. And just like, it has like all these like emotional lines that are meant to pull on your heartstrings. And if you look at it from an objective point of view like that, it can feel really cliche and um mm -hmm. obvious but the direction and performance that is given to those lines give them purpose in a way that i found really endearing and so the one note that i found walking away from this movie is in this movie's moments of quiet i found myself reflecting on my own life in regards to what was happening on screen which is a reaction I usually don't get from movies. I, I don't usually walk away from movies being like, how does this apply to my life? But in this one, I really felt like I needed to like think about certain aspects of like how I've interacted with people like this. And so oh simply getting that reaction out of me like deserves its own accolade. Um, I would be expecting to see this movie um when award season comes around a lot of people are buzzing this movie up um it, it the big knocks that it gets from me is some character work that i am not a fan of and again the serenity is nice i get understimulated quickly so it's mm -hmm. a cute like novel concept but when i'm in like you know, 90, uh, when I am at minute 90 of 105, my, my eyes start to wander a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but that being said, like 7.75, I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, we're going to 
double down on these kids' movies I've been watching. I watched Angry Birds. Okay, of all the kids' movies that I've heard that are, like, actually pretty good, this is the one that interests me maybe the least. It's better than the video game. (laughs) Okay, bar on the floor. Be careful not to trip on it. (laughs) It's, I found the movie more interesting than the video game. Um, It's not bad. It's not good, but it's tolerable. Like, it was interesting enough. I also think when when executives know the movie is going to be a hard sell for parents, they just make the main character ornery and unlikable. So we can just watch a person be mean and root for them. Because that's what happens to this movie. Like, he's an angry bird. He's just mad about everything. And he goes to anger management. And the whole time you're just rooting for him. Like, yeah, man, I'd be mad too if I was a bird and pigs came to my town. How do you spell Henri? A-W-R-N-Y. I would never have guessed that. All right. I, I, I understand that's not that's maybe not the thing I should be taking away from what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, sorry. just like disgruntled. And because it feels like Shrek. Like okay. a guy who's just never happy. He's just like mad all the time. I'm like, yeah, I can get behind this. If I have to watch a kid's movie, he should be mad about it too. Um, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I it's I mean, I don't want to talk about the finer details because it doesn't <laughs> matter. Okay. If, if you've stumbled into Angry Birds, it's because you've watched everything else or you don't have <laughs> Disney Plus. So, I mean, I'm going to give it a 6.25. It's good enough for what it is. And I'm not recommending it to people unless there's no kids movie. But if there isn't, it there there are worse things you could watch. So, the longer we do this, the easier it is to pick up on directorial styles in a way that um, it's kind of a learned skill. You have to actively want to do something like that, Um, which is why when I watched Alita Battle Angel, learning that it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, the same guy that directed Spy Kids, Sin City, and Hypnotic, a lot of that movie just makes a little bit more sense. Um, I was at Best Buy yesterday, and... Mm -hmm. Um, they had a copy of Alita Battle Angel that had the 4K disc, the Blu-ray disc, and the digital code for a combined eight dollars. And I'm like, I've never seen this movie, but I've got to, I've got to get it. You know, yep. <laughs> when something that's cheap, I got to do it. Um, so I watched it, you know, because I have it now. Um, it is one of those movies that has such a sick premise. But just like fumbles the bag in the execution so hard. Okay, let's be clear. The movie is called Alita Battle Angel. There are four action scenes. When your movie is called Battle Angel, fight a little more. (laughs) (laughs) And so the plot of it is way too complicated. I'm not going to get into it. But... um. Christoph Waltz is in this movie, and that that was just kind of weird to see, because I only know Christoph Waltz from Django. And so to have this kind of like tonal pivot was uh, weird to see him in specifically. Um, but that being said, the action scenes in this movie are cool. Um, there's a sport that they play in this movie. I forget what it's called, but it's effectively like robot roller derby. And Got you. 
there's like a really cool action sequence that happens because of that, where like she is getting chased by all of these big burly dudes on rollerblades and um, she is nimble and quick. And so watching her like outmaneuver all these people was incredibly satisfying to watch. Um, Mahershala Ali is in this movie. Dude, he's good in everything. Totally underserved in this oh. movie. Like, it, I, I, that's kind of all I need to say about that character. This is one of those movies where I liked it. I didn't love it. This movie is very flawed. But I want this movie to get a sequel simply because I think a sequel has the potential to do it better. Like, if they can learn from their mistakes a sequel would be like interstellar. It's just missing so many pieces. Like there's a big plot point that happens like two thirds of the way through the movie in terms of like this character finding its identity and like how it chooses to interact with the world. And then we have this intense romantic subplot for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. Like, we we literally got the big guns and we're talking about dating this dude? I want to see you fight someone. Right. That's insane, dude. So, overall, I think it's a good watch. I, I hope a sequel could be better. 6.75. Good grief. Well, I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. This movie bothers me. Okay. And it's because it was my, I'm stupid. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that, because this is the first time I'd seen it since I was like six, so I don't remember anything. I remember Rick Moranis is in it, and that grass is a big part of this movie. Yes. Like, everything's huge Can I guess? in the backyard. Can I guess? Send it. I think you forgot how scary the bugs were, and maybe scared Willow a little bit. No, she was okay. scared. I forgot. The entire premise of the movie is finding the kids. Okay. That's it. It's like, they're in the backyard. Rick's Rick Moranis' job as a dad is just find the kids. That's the entire movie is trying to find the kids. And that got so boring so fast. It was one of those times I'm like, just cut to the kids. Let me see what it's like <laughs> to be small. I don't care that this entire story is based on the fact that they're trying to be seen by their dad. I just don't care. So like it it got boring for me so fast. Like I for, I don't care that's a classic. I don't care. And I know there's more. There's hella sequels. I just got, I'm like, I get it, dude. You're trying to find the kids. And you're just trying different, quirky, weird ways to do it. He's a mad scientist. Then I'm like, the most interesting part of this is um, the shrunken kids walking around, seeing, you know, a cookie that's huge compared to them, seeing bugs that are huge compared to them. That's the cool part. Cutting to this cutscene to these weird quirky dad hanging himself with like a balance beam over his backyard just spinning around trying to find him does does not matter to me the other subplot of the other dad trying to go camping but he can't because he can't find his kids does not matter like i think it's tricky when movies focus on one thing like taken like the only goal is to find my daughter who is taken but in the middle like the meaty part of the movie is him murdering killing action-filled stuff we're getting closer and closer and closer the thing is when you're trying to find somebody you're not gonna get closer and closer and closer you're just gonna find it you know so did you know that honey i shrunk the kids had a tv show yep and it ran for three seasons i clicked on the first episode i'm like wait a second this shouldn't be measured in seasons 
So there are over there are 68 episodes of this television show. Only yeah. two of the episodes are rated higher than a seven out of 10. Most of these episodes live in the four out of 10 to six out of 10 range. That's that tracks, dude. The movie's at 6.4, uh, which makes sense because I'm giving it a flat five. Yeah. It's just a movie. It's a movie. I think it's from, yeah, it's 89. Whatever. It's four 90s kids. And I'm telling you, it does not hold up. Uh, such is life. Yeah. Here we are. Nobody, we are. If, if just just let it exist in your brain. And now you know what we've been watching. What are we watching next week? We're watching Marley and Me, dude. The Owen Wilson, Jennifer Aniston classic. Um, if you Google saddest movies, this makes almost every single list. So I'm excited to talk about it. I remember when it came out. I also remember when it came out. It was like 2009. I remember a lot of parents took their kids and they came back and they were super mad because they were swearing. And there's like some real quick sex scenes. Like no clothes ever come off. Actually, I think there is a scene where like clothes come off. We don't see anything. It just alludes to that it's happening. And parents were very mad because they thought it was a dog movie. So like it's not for the faint of heart. But also, man, hey, man, it's PG. Almost it. It almost should be PG-13, but it's also a dog movie, so figure it out. I'm not your parents. Figure it out. I am. T- tough it out. You'll live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll be fine. But that's next week. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.